0: Hello, welcome to another Scientology Fair game, the podcast. Hello, Mikey.
1: Hello, Lily. How are you today?
0: Eh. Eh. I'm going to Co- start answering. COVID fair,
1: COVID yeah, good. I'm
0: going to start answering like that. Eh.
1: Eh. Yeah. Yeah. Someone said to me the other day, I'm COVID good. Right. I said, oh, well, that's appropriate. That yes. sounds good.
0: Yes. <laughs> Speaking of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to introduce our next guest?
1: Why do I keep love... saying next
0: guest? Like we're on a couch and we have several
1: guests a day. We don't. <laughs> right. This week. This Thank week's you. guest. Yeah, there come. we go. Yeah. I would love to because okay. she literally is. I know you, Leah, and me. She is one of our favoriteest people in the whole world. Truth. And we came to know her from the A&E Aftermath show, and she has become, I consider, a, a personal friend, her and her family, her kids, her husband, everybody. It is with with great joy that we welcome Devin Graham Hammonds, our champion, our guardian angel, our our hero. Uh, when she was at a and uh, she oversaw the Aftermath show. Hi, Devin.
2: Hi, friends. How
0: are you, Devin? What was your what What was your official title at A and E? Because I I want to talk about the first time that I um, met me. Well, I I cold called you. Ah, uh, <laughs> you remember that? Remember? I do. I okay. do. So, what was your official title there at A and E?
2: My official title was VP of Programming, and so we did both development and current. And I was a VP of Programming there.
0: And for those not in the biz. Mhm, you were the vice president of
2: of the shows you know right. there's there's a whole team of us, and we all have our own projects and um at any one time, you may have a couple of series and do you want to tell your story you want want me to tell my perspective of how I got to work with you
0: i I think it's best if you tell the story because I'm sure people are tired of hearing my voice <laughs> um but but Devin, how did you get picked to do how how did you? <laughs> How did Why you, did you get end stuck? up with us? How did you get stuck with us, <laughs> it? Um, It
2: is... I consider it one of the great um, good fortunes in my life. I actually was out on maternity leave having my first son, who you guys now know very well, and is yes. five and a half. Yep. Um, and I had done... I was doing development on another project in the Scientology realm before I gave out, I, I went out on maternity leave and I handed that project off, but I had started to do research in the, in the topic cause going clear had come out. Right. When I returned uh, that team and that interest had kind of grown and they had had a meeting with you, Leah. Yeah. And then they realized, Oh, th- this is a way more interesting perspective. And and you were like, if I'm going to do a show, I'm going to do the show and I'm only going to do the show with Mike. And this is how it, it came to me. Right. And um, I came back and fortunately you had teamed up with Aaron and Eli who were starting IPC. And I don't think even had like a brick and mortar building yet.
0: No, they were right. Re- they were lease like subleasing from a friend. They, they yeah. were
2: looking for their, their four walls. Mm-hmm. And we had uh, done work together in their previous job. And I was personal friends, Uh, a little, you know, business friends with, with them and had known them for many years and done a couple of pilots. And they had requested me. They said, we want to do this with Devin. When is she coming back from having her baby? And I came back and I walked into the building and they said, Hey, guess what? You're going to do the Leah Remini show, uh, the Leah Remini Scientology show. And I was like, okay, great. Fantastic. (laughs) Little did I know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So what happened?
2: So then, you know, so then um, I think, I think what happened was the first thing was I got on a plane and came out to LA and we had a meal at the tower.
0: And- well, no, the first, the first <laughs> thing, the, here was the first thing, to be completely honest. Uh-huh. I, we had creative differences, not you and I. Okay. But, you know, they thought I was just an actress that was going to put my name on this very important series and that they were going to take it and run with it. And that I would just be the person who would be like, okay,
2: I'll go on know. the talk shows and peddle it.
0: Right. <laughs> and and well, I'll be the face of it. You know, my name would I'd be on there. And I remember asking, I forgot who I asked, but I said, who is our executive over at A&E? And they said, Oh, a woman named Devin. So I literally called A&E like main line. <laughs> Asked for you. (laughs) Your assistant picked up the phone. I'm like, hello. I do remember having By any chance, any chance Devin available? Um, Who's calling? (laughs) Leah Remini.
2: Mm, Okay. I do remember that part. I I do remember (laughs) that part. And I do remember getting on the phone with you. And this is just, you know, emblematic of what the next four years would bring. Right. Is that... I only had instincts for how to make a show. I had no idea about Scientology, regardless of what research I could do and learn and and watch, I had no idea. And so we would get on the phone and you were three steps ahead of me explaining what needed to happen and all that was going on. And I'm trying to executive produce you and (laughs) say, keep you you happy, Mm -hmm. keep your ideas at the forefront and also understand what the hell the show is gonna be while while learning a mind-bending amount of information and also the information is mind-bending, right? Right. So it's not just like, I'm learning all this. You're like, what? And you're trying to figure out how, as my producer brain, trying to figure out how are we gonna put this in an episode and how many episodes it's gonna be and what's the structure gonna be and all of that. And of course that IPC was steps ahead of me, but I Mm. am trying to figure out how do I say it back to my team There was just so much information and so much to learn from you guys. And I would say my biggest impression and probably why we're closest is because I just spent so much time talking to you and listening, listening what I didn't know.
0: That that was, I think, set you apart from most and still does, Devin, which Mike, you know, the thing is, Mike uh, uh, has wonderful and true things to say about you. However, I would add to that, which was that you were our partner. This program, because since you have left and now you are an executive in uh, the production company that also did our show uh, that was partners with A&E, IPC, Mm -hmm. and now you are with them and you're an executive there. So you have since left A&E, but when uh, when we were discussing our future, if there was a future, once you were leaving, there was no way we could have continued on in the way that we work because we considered you our partner in the show that this program wouldn't have been what it was without you because you were literally in, in the trenches with us doing the show. So I just wanted to add that Mike,
1: you agree, right? You. Oh my God. Do I agree? Absolutely. Yes. I mean, I, it's funny. Uh, you know, I came to this completely not a, uh, a TV person I, you know, I had been on various shows being interviewed by people, but I was never involved in putting together a show and boy, have I learned or did I learn an enormous amount in that Mm -hmm. time? And, and particularly I learned that there, uh, there is a lot of people in that business who, for lack of a better word, phone it in. They just mm-hmm. do, they've got they've got a routine. They do mm-hmm. their stuff. They come. They think they know what they're doing. They you know, and they do make TV shows and they're yeah. successful. Mm-hmm. Some of them, and, but that wasn't the people that we needed to work with us on our show, which is what made it you was, special. Yeah, that I. That's what okay. I'm going to say. It yeah. made Devon particularly special because she engaged Listen. with us and listened and yeah. wanted to know why, why do you guys think this is important? What is it about this that makes it what, why are you so insistent that we have to have a show about this? Or why are you so insistent <laughs> that we keep this in there? And, you know, I probably, uh, got very spoiled yeah. by you, Devin. And I've told you this subsequently, I, you know, You know, I'm not sure that we'll ever come across another Devon in the position that you were in to shepherd a show like what we did through to actually making it to air. I'm sure from your perspective on the other side of this equation, this was a weird experience because, you know, I doubt that there are many people like Leah Remini that show up coming from a history of being in comedy, showing up and having a show that is as serious and as impactful as this. And not just that, that Leah was involved. She wasn't just peddling that show. No, you, you no, no. know, as you know, sitting in the edit bay, <laughs> what, like, figuring out what's the next episode going to be? How are we going to do the interview? Direct? How's the camera's going to look? Oh, we got to get better makeup for these people so they look nice. We don't want them Absolutely. looking bad. You know, I I don't know that that you know probably from your perspective you have all sorts of like oh my god you guys were so weird or so different or so unusual too.
2: Yeah. yeah, It's not every day. It's very, very rare that your talent are your experts. That's a very, that, you know, so, and, and not, not to call you guys talent, but that you were on camera, you know, you had your own storylines. Remember the day we were sitting when we were still figuring out the first season and we found all of the car rides and we realized mm-hmm. there's the Mike and Leah story that's the yeah. runner through the whole thing that's how mm-hmm. they're reacting to learning this information that's the present tense narration even when we're meeting people that left the the church you know, 15 years ago, yeah. it was, it was important that you guys were talent, but you also were our source for all of the information for booking right. all of the people, <laughs> for getting, uh, getting the assets, for getting all of it. You know, you, you were, and so that's very complicated because it is personal to you. Yeah. Your executive producers on the show, your talent on the show, your, your cult survivors. It was so complicated to be able to to have to talk to you about everything Right. and do everything when it's, it's also still your lives. It wasn't right. just something that was like your idea that was important to you. And you're just right. dealing with people you care about. You were still being affected. I mean, it was just so multifaceted with how to handle it. It required being all in, it required it being the most important thing. Right. And, and, you know, it was, it was totally different than anyone thought it was ever going to be,
0: but yeah.
2: it was amazing. And it was, you know, yes, the, just this queen of comedy coming to to do a very serious cult show. <laughs> Everyone was like, is this going uh, to, what, what's this going to be like? And then mm-hmm. it was lightning in a bottle and it continued. And it it is a reference point uh, 70 times a week for me in different, in shows of all different shapes, sizes and document. It was a, it was an incredible series, but it was very complicated as you said, Mike, because you guys were, experts you were the access you were the producers you were the talent you were survivors you were therapists to our people many Uh of the many of our contributors only were managed by you Uh because of the trust and so Uh that puts that puts even more strain on you because then you know just think about it you have jobs as producers you have to say i'm sorry i can't leave in that whole story about xyz but you're also the person calling that talent to say or that contributor to say i can't keep that part in we can only fill right. 41 minutes, you right. know, it's, it's so complicated, but yeah, um, it was unique and amazing and the best, worst time ever.
0: And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to ask you, Devin too, what was A&E's initial, what were their initial thoughts on the show? Were, were they scared to do the show? Were they, yeah. yeah.
2: There's the, you know, Scientology was scary, but at the no. time, what was great is just like all networks kind of go, well, we'll see what happens with the streamers because they're yes. just like this giant stream. But at the time, yeah. networks go in eb- ebbs and flows. They have big, huge hits. And you know, then they're a little more risk averse because they don't want to like kill the golden goose. Yeah. And then when you're down, it's like throw a ton of shit at the wall. And we happen to be in a time of rebuilding. Yeah. Elaine, Fronten, Brian had just come back to the network. She kind of, we always say like bleeds A&E. She has a real gut for what People want. And she was a big advocate for this series, but people were afraid of being sued. It's a right. it's an advertiser-supported network,
0: right?
2: Owned in part by Disney and Hearst. That's right. scary. Those, those people don't want to mess around. They're not super um uh r- risky right. Right. Uh, risk takers. And nobody knew what it was. You know, the, the thing about AE is as a co-viewing network, it always had like uh, a visual element of like accomplishing something, whether in the old days it was building something or it was getting somewhere. The idea that we were going to have a show that was discussing and talking, everybody was like, but what are we going to see? Right, what was right. just going to be everybody? That was the big thing in the room was like, we get how cool it is. Mm. We get, we get that we've got this unbelievable access, but what is the show going to be? And we were like, we're going to figure it out. I don't know. Right, right, you know? Right. And, yes. and I remember sitting in an early meeting and truly, uh, Eli said this, he said, you just have to trust us, but we're going to build a preponderance of evidence against the church.
0: That's what we're going to do against Scientology. Yeah.
2: Um, and I remember he was so passionate. It was just it was just us in the room and Elaine and Rob were like, OK, great. And I walked out and I was like, what does that look like? Did that really answer visually what we're gonna see on the show? But <laughs> right, oh well, right, here we right, go, you know. Right. And if you remember, it started out as six episodes.
0: Yes. And then as we started yeah.
2: looking at stuff, it was like, Oh, it's gonna be eight, and then it's gonna be ten. And then can yeah. we quickly throw together some specials? And we just couldn't get enough once once it started going, but we nobody knew. We just thought this is something special. Let's figure out what it is.
0: Yeah, and, and, then I, we and got I think moved that's out. true. Yeah, and I think. I think uh the the that that was the original intention we you know we were under the the impression that we wouldn't have to show much like what what we were showing would be enough and we had hoped to wrap the first episodes with and then the IRS. Uh,
1: <laughs> the FBI know, raided Scientology. Scientology. Uh, we're reporting <laughs> on that. Uh,
0: exactly. And that's done. That's a wrap. What's next? Right. Because, we were you getting know, written at, down. Yeah, because you, as you know, I had other things I wanted to do. I had other specials I wanted to do, other cults I wanted to, you know. So it, we were like, okay, let's look at this as like, you know, the the first little the, the the first part of the thing, you know, on my list of life of things to do. You know what I mean? It was right. like, okay, take this down. And then there were other things that I was gonna do. <laughs> had had I known. <laughs> yes, but now what'd you say? You said we got moved up.
2: Well remember we were gonna, we were I mean this is just a little thing, yeah, but we yeah. were gonna we were gonna premiere in January. And right. then we were still figuring out the first episode, you know, yeah. 17 rough cuts into the first <laughs> episode and we find out that we're going to air five weeks early right in, no- in november right that was maybe one of the darker days i had before the truly darker days started <laughs> and i was like huh we don't have a title for the series we haven't gotten to a, a fine cut of the first episode and we're we have you know three weeks to get this figured out and right. start and start airing and right. um And we were really nervous. And I think everybody started to get cold feet and they were like, let's put it in this less risky time when people are busy in December and maybe people won't pay attention and we'll figure this all out. And then it was like gangbusters and 2 million people watched the first night and blah, blah. And everybody was so excited. And then they were like, how many more can you do? And we were all like, I think at that point, I was flying out there and doing 30, 30 hours a week with you guys in person in the bay. Yeah.
0: Yes. In the out bay. Yeah. In the out
2: bay. I would fly out on a, a, a first 6 a.m. We'd be in the bay all day long, overnight, mm-hmm. and then the next day, all day, and then I'd take a red eye home. Yep. And when they were like, let's do more, I think everyone looked at each other and were like, when? <laughs> Why? I <know>. Why? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Why? Right. Um, Why? Yes. But we were starting to figure it out. And yeah. like you said, we all had this feeling like this shit's
0: good. Right. Because there's always somebody willing to to sit and talk, right? And to, uh, you know, state their case. But Scientology, there was no one ever from Scientology willing to come on and talk to us ever, ever.
2: Yeah, that's correct.
0: And then let's talk about the fair gaming of of every contributor, like you mentioned. There was always mm-hmm. a website that was put up uh, on the contributor within seconds of them knowing or airing, uh, because there was, you know, there were times when they, they weren't prepared. I don't know. Mm Uh, they didn't exactly know who was going to say what. And so they put up, you know, they would put up a website or have it waiting to, to, to go to when, when it aired. Um, but have you ever experienced that? Was that shocking to you? I mean, it, it did end up Devin where, uh, Scientology's front group showed up to, the offices of A and E in New York. That's right. But but for as a network, they created. They still have these websites up. You know, our pictures are up. You know, mm-hmm. the president of A and E. You know, their pictures are up. My pictures mm-hmm. up. I mean, th- yeah. this is what. Have you ever seen anything never. like it? Yeah.
2: Never. You've never seen anything like that. You've never seen any uh, the the amount of effort and pushback, and then still, like I said, the the simple refusal we followed the journalistic integrity of the show and asked yeah. at every turn, would you like to participate? Yeah. yeah, And they didn't want to participate. They just wanted to harass. And that's right. what they did.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> Hell, there were people that even put up billboards saying Scientology is invited to go on the oh, aftermath. Anyone, anytime, anywhere. <laughs> so yeah.
2: many, so much reading. I mean, I got into TV not to have to read so much. reading. <laughs>
1: Well, I I actually want to say, Devin, because, you know, my daughter uh, went around and said, oh, my God, my New Year's wishes come true. Thanks to our hard work, A&E finally canceled my, you know, wife beating father's TV show. And thanks to all the hard work we put in, (laughs) they managed to cancel the show. And it's like. So sad. uh,
2: It was not canceled. I think you know we could have we could have continued to do the show for a lot longer, but I think when you look at how special the show is, it mm-hmm. was nominated every season for an mm-hmm. Emmy. It won in the first season, it won in the final um, uh, uh, special. Yeah. It was nominated every single season it was on the air. It was a it was a jewel in the crown at the network. They loved mm-hmm. it to pieces. It's a tremendous amount of work and resources. You yeah. know, obviously, you guys know I watched every cut with two to three lawyers.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, well,
2: and, yeah. was, and sadly, um, you know, it's not a four cut show. <laughs> you have right. several, several cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, it It took a tremendous amount of time and effort and money to make the show. So it could be legally sound and researched and protected and all of those things. Mm-hmm. I think the reason that we ended it is because we had said what we had to say. You know, Mm -hmm. we had so much to 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 say in between all of the policies we covered, the people we put up there. You guys I mean, Mike was living in Los Angeles for
0: away from his family, away from
2: his family for more than half the year. Mm. You were turning down acting jobs to do this show. And I think when we all came together and said, you know, what are we going to continue to do this? Or if we set our piece, it was we had set our piece. We had covered the big stuff. We didn't need to keep, keep going. And, you know, I think it was more of a, a group decision and things were evolving. You know, I was going to leave, I was going to leave. And, uh, that was a big thing in terms of just you, me and
0: Mike. Yes.
2: But, um, no, I, I, it was definitely a thousand percent not canceled. And, uh, as we can see, it continues to grow in popularity. On on Netflix,
0: exactly. <laughs> right. and 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 from and and just to add to that, Devin, you know the collective was, you know, from uh, especially from 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 our perspective, from me and Mike, it's it's it, it was getting really taking its toll as far as what we could do and not do oh, on camera, sure.
2: and therefore, you know, after thirty six episodes and a whole bunch of specials, the what your what was important to you guys and yeah. how you wanted to continue to try and make a a real world change. And I, and we had made a real world change, but making more of one was not something that the network that's ad supported and has to operate in certain ways (laughs) was going to be able to continue to show on television. Is that a fair assessment? And completely perfect. And, and you guys have, this is your life's calling and you continue to do this great work. And that was not something that we could put cameras on.
0: Right. Because we were doing a lot of things other than you know, being the faces of it, being yeah. in the editing bay for every edit, story editing, vetting uh, <laughs> your own piece, yeah, you know, exactly. like, you know, being therapists, like you said, uh, you know, we couldn't, we, we, and the stuff that we were doing behind the scenes, you know, right. was, was you know, what we wanted to show more of that. And we need, you know, we couldn't it, sitting down with another person hearing their horrible story without being active would would was going to drive us insane if we continue sure. in that way and i think what you said is very important we did something very important like we went from people going they deserved it they were stupid for getting in that thing i could give a shit about these cult people you know to people caring i mean like you said we we've won many awards uh for the show really for and and this goes to the contributors uh completely but mm-hmm. but hollywood Saw it and said, "Yes, we're going to we're going to acknowledge the pain that these people have been through, and this is not something to be laughing about." And they they people started caring, and I think that was a huge undertaking. And I think we, like you said, we achieved that. And you know, we need to take the next step.
2: And and if I can just add to that, Leah, yeah. you know, this was something we always said, and it it became. I don't know, emblematic of our relationship, you, me, and Mike was you guys had, uh, such a deep understanding. And for me as the network executive, and also as your partner, I would say, but you've got to make me understand how it could have been me. Right. And, you know, up until this series, it was a fascinating thing. It would sell the covers of people magazine, you know, the people were intrigued, but it was this, niche subculture that nobody felt that they could understand and through our episodes and through our series and through the explaining and the humanizing of all of our beautiful contributors yes everybody became so aware that this wasn't dumb people this wasn't they deserved it this was holy crap that could have been me and that was a real world difference that made people really understand this isn't something that i I have no idea about these are people on the street in every city that our audience is in
0: agreed. Yep.
1: Devin, what, what surprised you the most? What's th- What like in, in everything that you had to deal with on making the show, mm-hmm. what was it that surprised you the most?
2: What surprised me the most was that this happened, that this, this, organization exists not just in america but in many many countries around the globe and um you know you could talk about people magazine uh, this is no two people found in a basement after 10 years mm-hmm. gets a hundred hours of press coverage and all of this <laughs> yeah. stuff yeah. and and this the the content and the stories that we're hearing are so uh filled with gray Uh, In terms of what is technically illegal or legal when you're just talking about like money and taxes, but the real abuse and the real um, damage that was, that was shocking that it Mm -hmm. happens and people are kind of aware of it and that we say, well, you know what, if it's a religion, then you're choosing to do it. And then that's on you. It is kind of, uh, that was very shocking to me. And Mm -hmm. I think. The other thing that was truly, truly shocking to me is, and and getting to know you guys both so well, and see how incredibly intelligent, and feeling, and and down to earth you are. I, I never understood the power of brainwashing. I really didn't. I, I I could understand it if you were captive in a, in a isolated tank somewhere, and people were just telling you the same thing over and over. But walking around, Leah, you being a global celebrity all over the world, how could you? How could you not see this? The heartbreak of being lied to and, and, and the heartbreak of what they had given up in their life, what they had missed, what they believed, you know, that, that total loss of footing was a common of self was oh. very common in everybody that you introduced us to that. And I think what makes you guys so tight is that you were collectively taken advantage of. And that's such a, this is just simpy phrase for like you were robbed and you were, you were robbed and you were totally abused. And, and that, is uh that is so it it's it was so intense to learn that
0: right. and then, and like you said in the beginning of the, of the of the program, you said, like, you know, that you came into town, right? because we had that long conversation where I was pleading my case to you like here's <laughs> here's what the show can't be about. It can't right. be about me. It can't mm-hmm. be about
1: town celebrity. Cruise. it can't be about right. yes, it
0: can't be about the beliefs, you know, like mm-hmm. the beliefs only in that those beliefs are you know, toxic and abusive, right? But it can't be about the things that people, you know, like to make it fodder. Sell the cover know? of Yeah, of yeah exactly, right. And you, when you came into town, you flew 3,000 miles. We went into my garage with mm-hmm. a bottle of wine mm-hmm. and, and opened, opened the cabinet <laughs> to <laughs> show you the breadth of what, like what this really mm-hmm. meant to be a Scientologist. I showed you the price list because still mm-hmm. people make the uh they they try to connect scientology with with a real religion and i'm like you understand there's a priceless so you have a priceless mm-hmm. when you walk into your church where they go well you can't get the service unless you pay the preset price and because of mm-hmm. you know inflation and labor know. special and yeah exactly yeah, I mean, somebody
2: like, else is asterisk yes.
0: all over the place yes of and all the so- deals you can get <laughs> right. And to Mike's point, do, does does your real religion have a part of the organization that makes it its business to destroy your life after you leave and speak out about what's happened to you? So you came and you saw and and, and again I'm going to I'm going to reiterate what Mike said what makes you so special as an executive, as a person who is in our business who is making TV, who's making documentaries, funny or important, it doesn't matter. You are one of the rare people who listened, who said, I might know how to produce television, but I don't don't know this. I don't know what it means to produce this type of show. And that's what makes you special. And IPC is lucky to have you, and we were lucky to have you, and our contributors were lucky to have you because, you know, it wasn't easy doing the show.
2: And I just wanna tell you, to be yeah. honest, I'm on a I'm on a project that couldn't be more different
0: that yeah. we're
2: selling right now about fashion and models, but it's based right. on a book. And we'll write up and I'll write up the pitch and I'll send the things and our author will write us back and be like, I understand you're not know gonna sell this, but just to be historically accurate yes. and to know what was going on, I'm gonna give you my notes. And I'm like, right. That's right. I don't to be inaccurate right but it, it's so much less emotionally infused when we're talking about fashion than when you're like no no there's 40 people in a fucking hole you gotta be right there. you know like there's there's all of that that's real Yeah. but and, and it did it added we had to you had to educate us about Scientology yes And we had to educate you that this is the cut. You know, it's only forty-one minutes. They only give it right. this many times. What? What? We gotta. We gotta. No, get you rid guys. Of some of
0: this. Yes, and you. And you were great at that. You were great at saying, Leah. They. You know, listen. I get that. You guys know. Mike has been in this his whole life. You have been in this. You, you know. You are advocates for the contributors and you know Scientology. But know that people don't know that that's not in there. You guys yeah. know that. You mm-hmm. got and you're passionate about it. But you have to keep your eye and the bigger picture of the episode and what you're trying to communicate. And, you know, I'm still learning that. You know, I'm still trying to ease into that because if I know something, if I see something, I'm like, oh, you got to say this. Oh, but also you got to say that. And you got to let them know this. And you know what also happened to her? You know, because it's 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 such a, a you know, so passionate. But, you know, mm-hmm. I would be the same person because we've been accused of, look, you guys, we know you're... Pa- well, I'm like, I would be passionate about the fashion show that you're yeah. doing. I would be just as... Feverish about it, like that's not true, you know. Yeah, exactly. you know, and, yeah and, but it's this it's, whole part. Yes, but it's a learned, it's a learned art, right? Between between, like what you know, what uh, what's important, and mm-hmm. y- you don't need to tell every detail of every story. And you got to learn how to to edit yourself, and you got to learn how to, you know, keep your eye on the bigger picture, which which you did amazing up, and we couldn't have done this, like I said, without you, and. IPC and anybody who gets to work with you is very lucky
1: oh. to have
0: you because you care and that's very very rare Devin very rare haven't haven't experienced it since
2: <laughs> well <laughs> we're in an industry that maybe you know caring isn't the first prerequisite But the good people and the good stuff, you do care. And I have to say, I've never met anybody that cared as much as you guys. Mike left his family. I know. And basically so did you and so did I. And so did, you know, all the people that had to be in the Bay for those long nights and make this show and make it right. Everybody did. And, um, you know, I think I think the caring came through and it was it was an impossible process because of the amount of learning that everybody had to do. Yes, and uh, I think everyone is bonded in blood from that, you know, We really came through it. And yes. there's there was some very dark days, and there were unbelievably wonderful days. And it never, they never were the same day. You know what I mean? (laughs) They were never, you never got through shit and go, well, at least we finished that. You were like, oh, that hurts so much. But then so much, you know, I think we all look back and say like, that was so hard, but my God, what a beautiful show. And, you know, when, when we talk about what's special about it, you could go on for pages, but just, you know, just on the very surface, to be a premium show that made a real world difference and then lasted for 36 episodes. Nobody else does that. Nobody else does that. And it's, it's a real tribute to the caring that everybody had and the amount of shit that nobody knew. And I mean that, you know, like, this is not just a, Hey, we'll cover it in a quick one and a half hour doc.
0: Right. There
2: is, there is lifetimes, whole people's lifetimes that, that uh, needed to be told in this series.
0: Well, we thank you, Devin. And we're so glad that uh, you know all if you haven't seen uh, the aftermath, you could still see it. it's it's airing all three seasons are airing on Netflix now. and I'm so happy to have more eyes on it. And you know, we're still getting tweets today, like just finding your show. and you know, yep. uh, we're just so grateful to to you guys to a and e, IPC and to uh, Disney for for not caving <laughs> on <a>, us. <laughs> and uh you know because it is it was a ballsy show to do and uh we really appreciate uh you guys doing the work and 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 it's out there now for more to see and we know that people who are thinking about getting into a cult or Scientology uh we if we can get more like we're doing the work it's still doing Mm -hmm. the work and so thank you Devin did you want to add anything Mike
1: um, no, I just wanted to, to reiterate something that Devin said. Of yeah. that I mean, we're talking to Devon because she's our fave. She's yeah. like, she's our the queen of our show for. Yes. Us. Oh, stop, right. but stop, stop. There, there there was a lot of other people who who we came to know and love who of course. participated in this. I just wanted to reiterate that because of I I look back and I and I see and I think about the things that some of those people did in order to make the show happen. Yes. And they were pretty amazing. And of course. the guys that sat there through day and night in the edit bays and the the people there it was like a
0: well, they they were getting paid, Mike. We were not getting paid for, for <laughs> editing. We we're no. not even on the credits. I, okay, you're not. Well, you're not. Uh, you're not paid exactly. for being story producers. You're exactly. For- I, <laughs> yeah. Know, yeah. But, I know. But, I, but, know but, I know. Mike, Leah. It's not. Uh, but I also want to add this, and maybe Devin, uh, our last uh, little bit here can be, uh, because there were times when I felt, and I know Mike felt, that we were not being respected. In, because we didn't have the, the resume, right, as far mm-hmm. as being editors or being story producers mm-hmm. or, you know, tried and, and trusted EPs of a show. You know what I mean? We don't know how to put a crew together. We don't know how to do sure. a budget. We don't know, you know, yes, we're, we don't know those things that I'm not even implying that I do. But but I do want to say something about the, the people out there who do have projects, who are being told, no, by their agents who are being told that, you know, or, or don't even have an agent, but have projects that they're passionate about, or even, um, an issue that they're passionate about, you know, so often we were turned down every day. There were days where we were, you know, people would attempt to shut us out of the, of, of, of this project Mm -hmm. and, and our show. And, you know, I was really defeated in moments, uh, -hmm. on this program and, 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 and even since, you know, I have, you know, now I have, you know, I do have a producing agent and they're not doing shows about that. And, you know, mm-hmm. you get, and, and, and I just want to say like, and, and by the way, you see 50 of them come out like in the next week, you're like, oh, <laughs> apparently these people are doing shows <laughs> about that <laughs> or are making movies about that. Or there is somebody speaking up about that. Like right. you're not. Yeah. And I just want to say like, and maybe you can say from a, from a, an executive perspective, perspective but i want to say like i feel like giving up all the time very very often mike and i felt like giving up many Mm -hmm. times and i I just want to say to you guys who who are you know dreamers or you know have something in your heart that you want to expose or be a champion for just don't take no for an answer just keep going and believe Mm -hmm. in yourself you don't have to have a fucking resume you know you got to start somewhere and just Mm -hmm. keep fighting for yourself and even if you have an agent who's a big wig and, you know, he, he seems or she seems to know everything like they either get on board with who you are and what you're passionate about or you fucking fire them and you take the chance. And that's it. Like, I just want to say, like, it's not an easy business. It's not easy to do things, you know, do the right thing. It's not e- you're going to take shit. You're going to you're going to get canceled. You're going to get <laughs> yelled at. You're going to get fired. But like, you know, <laughs> you're going to be told no. You're going to be told no, you're going to be told
2: no, but you know, Leah, I would say, I would circle this back to what you said in the beginning about, you know, the specialness of our connection was about listening. And you had a saying, you said first season, and I think it came around by third season that we were saying it, you know, everybody would say it in different rooms, but it kind of became a theme for the whole series. And that's what made us all have to have to lean on each other. It was used to say, when we were learning about Scientology, you don't know what you don't know. And, and we would take, you know, I, I could take a little bit of information be like, okay, I construction. You're like, but that's not everything. You got to keep listening. You got to listen to the whole thing. right Right?
0: Right.
2: And it was, and, and your brains were the same way. It's like, okay, I get it. I'm going to be able to give these, I'm going to make it this way, you know? And, but, Mm -hmm. but then I'd be like, well, if we steal that money from that line, there's a limited amount, you know, if we take this time to edit this episode, another episode gets, and, and we were always kind of coming from where we were. But at the end of the day, the reason we have such fondness besides the fact that we're also incredibly hilarious and good looking is that that we had to lean on each other to learn what the other people knew. And we had to we had to collaborate that way. And we had to learn like, all right, I'll take your fucking no Mm
0: -hmm. now,
2: but tomorrow don't say no to me. Right, right, and, right, and right, right. Or fine. I'm, I would say yes today. You can say no tomorrow, you know, yes, and it was always yes. a, like, I'm going to give on this. And, and that was what it was. And we had to, we had to work with the time frame, the budget, the, the assets we had to make something that made you guys feel good. That mm-hmm. made, made a great show that made uh, a sense in the budget and the time frame that we had to do. And it was all collaboration. And it, it yeah. really was listening to your partners and it had to be as important to everybody. Yes. To make it work
0: and then as a, as a, as an executive who now is mm-hmm. continuing to create content, continuing mm-hmm. to listen to pitches, devin, what can you say to those who are listening who who have aspirations in this field, who have been told no many times? do you have any executive yes. advice
2: i do i do I, yeah. as someone that's listened to pitches for the last yeah. seventeen years of my life yes the the best ones are the ones that are most passionate, yeah. You know, right. yes. you you, ne- you don't want to sit in a meeting where somebody comes in and goes, "Okay, I have eight shows for you today. All right, right. so which one? Which one would you like? You know, would you? <laughs> I can
0: give you this. You know, I can give you that. Yeah, right.
2: Well, well, yeah. we all know we the three of us have a special affinity for like a diner menu in real yes. life, and you're like, yes. I'll take medium food if I can have like <laughs> yeah. disco fries and egg yes. benedict in the same way <laughs> yes exactly but like tv and a knish <laughs> yeah and yeah. and you know <laughs> a chicken st- fried yes. steak to go yes yeah but but it doesn't work that way in tv you want the very best of that and so right. passion can never really be discounted now sometimes yes. somebody's passion isn't formed or it isn't quite packaged right or isn't the right timing or just doesn't quite get there or whatever, whatever, whoever yeah. you're pitching, whether it's an agent or a network or a producing partner, it's it does have to have a little bit of that magic element of right timing, right thing. Somebody sees what you see, but no, don't let anybody ever discount your passion. That well, is, that yes. is a huge, huge piece of every single thing that's successful. Nobody ever goes, yeah, I never really believed in it. It became a huge hit. <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: right, right, right.
2: Nothing ever just like happens to creep up and really work. It, right, it, right, Anything that everybody loves, it took a it took a major amount of passion to get there.
0: Yes, yes, and a lot of no's. I mean, just because somebody oh, says so no to knows. you doesn't mean that it's not good. That's right. And don't give up.
2: That is absolutely right. Yes.
0: Well, Devin, we love you. I love we you. We miss you. We miss working with you, although we talk all the time. So I, I don't know. Want I miss you
2: guys uh, so much.
0: Miss... Do you miss my notes, Devin? Uh do I miss your notes? <laughs>
2: I do. Honestly, I've never seen notes like it. I've never seen notes like it since. And I I loved it so much. I, I will just say, when we refer to the famous one passionate long hundred and plus some numbers, I remember saying to my husband, I just got this many notes. And he said, are there cave drawings in the middle? Was, I said, no, no. <laughs> because he said, I, I can only imagine that in the middle of it she just had to draw what she wanted to
1: be I love it I love it dearly
2: I love you dearly we and
1: love you Devin the and show wouldn't you. have gotten oh, there do.
0: without all those notes oh, I love you, you guys I miss we you love thank you for thank having you. me on this podcast hey. it was so fun oh good we're so glad thank you for joining us. us and until next time thank you for listening Okay, bye.
1: Bye.